presents this unabridged recording of Matter of Trust, written by Sidney Bauer and read by Bill Tanike. For K and C and all unconditional childhood friendships, Prologue, December 12th, 25 years ago, Newark, New Jersey. All right, then, said Father Patrick, the word then sounding more like den, as the Irish priest flicked his tongue around the last of the three words. The smoky-haired clergyman had finally stopped pacing, sweat forcing its way through the pores of the thick pink skin of his brow. Enough is enough! He glared at the guilty trio before him, his face framed by the portrait of St. Stephen, the first Christian martyr, which sat like a warning on the far office wall. Your mothers are waiting just beyond that door, their weekend peace ruined by the unspeakable crimes of their children. But before I confirm to them the heartbreaking news that they have bred a trio of heretics, I need to know just how far you lads have taken this. Meaning, have you ever done this before? None of the boys answered. They hadn't raised their heads during the entire diatribe, preferring to play it safe by focusing on the headmaster's large, scuffed shoes. David watched the right of the two, his eye catching on a smidgen of red sock that peeked irreverently from a small hole at the toe. I can tell by now that I might as well be whistling a jig to a milestone, or to this machine, which, as you can see, he said, as he nudged the broken tape recorder on the floor before him with the same exposed toe. We'll never be used for the devil's work again. But the law states that every accused man deserves a fair hearing. And despite my utter disgust at the unspeakable violation you three appear to have perpetrated, I am willing to hear your version of events as long as they are spoken truthfully, with an eye to contrition and a knowledge that your punishments will be exponentially equated to the amount of shite you spin. Father Patrick shook his head as the shattered tape recorder tilted awkwardly on the old rug in his third-floor office. He had thrown it down in fury seconds after listening to the cassette tape inside it, up to the moment when old lady Flanagan began speaking about her brother-in-law and the impure thoughts she had about him. Just so there is no question, the priest went on, the old wooden crucifix behind his overcrowded desk now swinging slightly on its hook as it caught a gust of chill that pushed determinedly through the crack at the bottom of the east-facing window. As far as your parents are concerned, his eyes flickered across the three culprits, David in the middle, the broad-shouldered, dark-haired Chris Kincaid on his left, and the skinny, freckled, fresh-faced Mike Murphy on his left. I will give you one more chance to tell me who initiated this most satanic of crimes. But once this moment is gone, 
Father Patrick's thick pointer finger hovered mere inches from David's wide green eyes. Your opportunity will be lost, and the judge and jury, all thirteen of them represented by me, will sentence you to life imprisonment in the St. Stephen's Preparatory Detention Hall. He turned to Chris, which means no basketball, Mr. Kincaid, for the entire length of the season. David felt his tall friend flinch. So what's it to be, Mr. Murphy? Father Patrick now focused on the smallest of the three. Are you going to speak up and provide me with the details of your heinous deed? Or are you going to pay the price of your silence and suffer the consequences threefold? David braced himself for what he knew was bound to follow. Well, Father, Mike began. First up, I want to apologize for our violating your personal space like we did.